Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Dan Chen's documentary film, Accepted, follows four high school seniors in rural Louisiana who are students at T.M. Landry, an unconventional K-12 school housed in a sparse warehouse made famous for sending its graduates to elite universities like Harvard, Yale, and Stanford. The students aim to meet the intense expectations of Mike Landry, the imposing founder of the school, who charts a relentless course towards their college dreams. When the New York Times publishes an expose on Landry's controversial methods, the school buckles under the scrutiny. Each senior is left to contend with an uncomfortable truth about their school and their college admissions system. The film, again, is called Accepted, and we're joined today by the director of this documentary film, and that would be Dan Chen. Dan, welcome to Film School Radio. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. It is a prescient documentary film, especially as we enter the graduation season. We are in the midst of it, right? People graduating from high school, wondering what their futures are going to be like, where they're going to go to school, if they're going to school. But let's go back to the beginning of this project. Where did it start for you? I was working at a company called Jubilee Media, and our main thing was making YouTube videos to kind of reach young people and and start difficult and engaging conversations. And what happened was in early 2018, uh, one of the producers on the film, Jason Lee, he had seen the viral videos uh, that were coming out of TM Landry. So these students surrounded by their classmates, clicking on the laptop email that they get and they and everyone around them celebrates and jumps and dances and you can feel the joy and the euphoria in these videos. And so I know that Jason was interested in kind of seeing, you know, what was going on here at the school. And is there a positive, empowering story about young folks that we can tell? And so he asked me, hey, if this becomes a thing, would you be interested in in directing and coming aboard? And I said, absolutely, because um, I'm interested in stories about young people. And I'm interested in stories about especially kids in small towns growing up in one myself. And the idea of being a kid in a small town going for big dreams that maybe people don't expect you to be able to achieve, right? And so a lot of that resonated with me. He ended up calling the school off of their website and said, hey, um, we're Jubilee Media, we're this company. Do you have anyone doing a documentary about you? And they said, well, we have a lot of news people coming in doing stories about us, but we don't have anyone doing a documentary. And then we basically exchanged more information. We were saying like, hey, we could visit for a week, see if you're interested in us being there for longer. We would love to actually follow one of your class classes through an entire school year to see what it's like to go through the college admissions process. And so we did that. We visited for a week and the people, the the students that we met in that first week are the students we ended up following for the entire next year and a half. And they're in the film, as you can see. What an interesting group of individuals that you do follow in this film. All of them have a certain charisma, they're compelling stories, and their ability to kind of articulate what it is that they're going through, and especially under the circumstances, the sort of tumultuous environment that they eventually find themselves in. Let's, yeah, let's dive in a little bit more about T.M. Landry and Mike Landry and what makes it a, 
a, a special environment, a special situation. You walk into TM Landry when we walk in there in, in April 2018, and it looks like kind of a factory or a warehouse on the outside. And you walk in and it's very sparse. There's not a ton of decor. There is a big kind of painted lettering that says family as soon as you walk in. And then you walk through it and it opens up into this giant warehouse space. I think it used to be a machine shop. And so immediately you're kind of like, this isn't a regular school. This is something different. And then you learn more about it. And you learn that this was started by a husband and wife, Mike and Tracy Land. Uh, they started it by teaching their kids and other kids in the community in their kitchen. And eventually it grew and it grew and it grew and people liked, you know, the educational style that they had and what they did. And so it eventually, by the time we enter into the school in 2018, it's a school of 160 kids all paying monthly tuition. They're getting news attention. They're getting media attention. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on the students in the next class to kind of get their own viral acceptance videos and get their own college dreams going. And so that's that's kind of what we see when we enter the school at first. I think you mentioned, but I want to reinforce the notion, if you didn't, that this is a predominantly African-American community. The students are predominantly African-American. It is a poor part of Louisiana. And the expectations, as you said, you know, the expectations are low. And one of the one of the things that is so appealing about TM Landry and Mike Landry is sort of playing against expectations. And this is where you can get into a whole, I think, you can get into a whole discussion about expectations for African-Americans as opposed to other people. It's part of this. It's in the ether. It's in what I think is what people unfortunately commonly expect, right? It's part of the story of why the viral videos went viral in the first place, because they were upending societal expectations of Black students. Yeah, exactly. And as someone who I vaguely recall seeing one of those, you see why they were viral, went viral, but it also opens up the question is, why is this so abnormal? Why do we feel like this is something special? And it is for anyone who goes to school, especially at an Ivy League school, all of the things. But you get into this kind of house of mirrors kind of discussion about how and why our expectations as a society are where they are right? I mean, it's, it's all in that. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole discussion there, right. Of like, why are these our beliefs? And, 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 you know, even going into, um, yeah, it is a predominantly black school. There are white kids there. There are Asian kids there. As far as you're saying, it is a, it's a more poor area of Louisiana, but also I do think there, there is money to be made if you enter like the oil industry, for example. And one of our students, Isaac says like, you know, my grandpa was in the oil fields, my dad was in the oil fields. And that's kind of all I was expecting to go into until I heard about TM Landry and thought, oh, maybe I can pursue something else. So yeah, it just the more you dig into it, the more specifics there are, the more shades and nuances there are. And so I guess I guess I want to say that because I, I want to be careful not to paint anything with too broad of a brush, even yeah. though I agree with you that I think the reason why these videos went viral and the reason why the school achieved a kind of notoriety was because of societal expectations about black students and opportunity and education. Right. And let's go back also and frame it a, a little bit differently in that the sense that they were putting kids in Ivy League schools at a rate I would imagine is unheard of at other places, other high schools. For, 
for most schools for most general. Let, there, yeah. there you go, most schools so there's a whole bunch of again i don't we don't have time to unpack all of this when i'm not going to even try i want to focus <laughs> on just the 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 environment the 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 dynamic of mike landry uh this kind of tough love you know he we see in the film lecturing kids about your winner or your loser if you you know you're a leader or you're not and all of these things are important values to instill in kids Mm -hmm. but then you do run into things about the way he is and the way he approaches it so how how do you describe mike landry uh, to people who who aren't familiar with him mike landry is a very charismatic very energetic man um he can walk into a room and command the room and to be honest, entertain the room and engage the room. And I think for a lot of students who are used to being bored in school or not paid attention to and not engaged, I think he represented kind of the opposite is he kind of comes into a room and immediately demands your attention and can, you know, give a 30 minute speech that is enthralling. Uh, and, and you get the feeling like he's making it up, but he's really good at it while he's doing it. And so I feel like this was kind of the energy and spark that he had, that he brought to students who went to the school. Um, if they got something out of it, I think that was the thing is here's a man who has a ton of energy, who believes in you, who wants the best for you and says, hey, this is what you want. Well, I can get you there. So follow me and, and, and we'll go through it. And on the other hand, you're right. He does preach a kind of tough love thing, which you know, I think your mileage may vary whether that resonates with you as a person, but I think for a lot of people who maybe haven't had attention paid on them or, or want to go for these big dreams, you kind of want someone to kind of shake you and say, hey, it's a harsh world out there. It's a tough world out there, uh, but you have the power to overcome. I know I, I resonate with that kind of mentality, even though I also grapple with kind of the mental health effects of having that kind of attitude and having a voice like Mike Landry in your head how much does it help you and how much does it kind of act as rocket fuel to get you somewhere versus how much of it is if it keeps on ringing around in your head and it keeps on bouncing around, how much does that hurt you also and, and debilitate you and make you doubt yourself and question whether anything's possible. And so I think that's something that we definitely explore in the film is both the highs and the lows of, of this kind of mentality and this kind of way of thinking. By the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're, we're talking with the director of the this wonderful documentary film called Accepted, and that would be Dan Chen. There's no right answer, as far as I'm concerned, with uh, with Mike Landry. He is, like all of us, flawed and and wonderful in some other ways. Just the things that he... I, I didn't get the sense that he was a charlatan, that he wasn't somehow benefiting financially. I got the sense that he was committed to what he said. And I don't know if it's a matter of the system. I know I'm being a little obtuse here, a little bit, um, this because there's so much in the film that will be revealed. You have to see this film accepted. I just felt like the system also had something to do with contorting him into a certain way of doing business. Am I being fair? You know, I think that's one of the things we explore in the film. Absolutely. I mean, what has college admissions become right yes. and this yes. and this is definitely a a thing that you know is is explored more once the college admissions scandal happens with you know the hollywood celebrities and the rich folks paying uh, to get their kids in through the side door into college 
one of the students in the film, Alicia, I don't know if she says this in the film, but we definitely, we, we talk with the students for hours and hours outside of things as well. And, you know, she was making this observation that college has kind of become this capitalist yes. game where yes. you're, you're gunning for the name and the name gets you access to certain networks and certain jobs. And it's more about like climbing a power ladder. And it's more about that than it is about learning or knowledge or growth. And I think that's the bigger problem that's kind of surrounding all the issues inside of the film is that what have we turned education into? Shouldn't it be about learning about yourself and the world around you? And through that, empowering yourself and gaining access to opportunities. Instead, I think it's become more of let's chase the status symbol, which will then lead to opportunities that are gate kept away from people that don't have the status symbol. And, and what does that say about kind of the world we live in, right? Right. I'm going to make a very quick observation. And I, I think some of this has to do with, yeah, sort of resume padding, getting into a network of people who can help you. But I also think a lot of it has its roots in teaching to the test in schools, mm. right? We, we've developed a kind of a system of not necessarily critical thinking, but teaching to a test that you need in order to get to the next step of whatever it is you think your life should be. I right. think that's not the whole th reason, but I think it's part of it. It's a mentality. We, we, we've gotten away from the Socratic, if we ever had it, you know, the Socratic <laughs> method or whatever, into a, something that is you have to ch check a bunch of boxes along the way. Right. I mean, I think that kind of thinking is definitely in school. And I think that kind of thinking is definitely in, in life. Oh, I'm supposed to go to college and I'm supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do that. And I'm supposed to get this kind of job. And I think what I also find uh, compelling in kind of how this film and story unfolded was these four students that we follow, they are forced to question what they want to do with their lives and what direction they want to take them in, in a way that I feel like most adults don't even have to because they're thrust into a very complicated situation yeah. in their senior year of high school. And I think that, you know, kind of the answers and the questions that they grapple with are incredibly inspiring. And I think hopefully they'll be compelling for viewers as well, because they're making decisions that I don't think most of us have to make right. at that age. Right. And I thank you. And in the last couple of minutes, the people that you focus on, Alicia, Adia, Isaac, Kathy, all very compelling people. I want to spend more time with all of them. You're right. They're examples of, in their own ways, of the life that is before them, the life that they have, and making decisions. And this point is so critically important. I think we put too much importance on this part of people's lives. This coming out of high school where you barely, you're in puberty, you're still not really quite understanding the world around you. And now you have to make a life-changing decision to what your future is going to be. And it's a lot of pressure. And I think it's undue pressure in some level. I'm hoping that all of them are living the life that they want right now. We won't get into too much detail, but I, I just feel like uh, they're all great. They just, you found the right people. And I real quick before, if you want to comment on that, fine, fine. But I, yeah. I, your cinematography in this is really good. I thought the way that you were able to get into their lives, not only that, but just to kind of highlight their lives, uh, just very well done. And my congratulations. I know this is your first feature documentary film, but just a really well done and sort of a technical level. If you want to comment on any of the kids. Uh, I totally appreciate and resonate with with those words. I mean, we we met some extraordinary students that we followed and 
honestly, the whole community kind of opened themselves up to us in a very generous and, and vulnerable way. And I hope that vulnerability was paid off and hopefully the film that we've made. I'd also like to say, you know, we talk about cinematography, like I was blessed with a very incredible team of producers, of cine- like a fellow cinematographers. And I think our main goal as a team was to build trust with the people we were with. And, th- and that was our, our main priority beyond, you know, technical things, beyond the craft of filmmaking is kind of like, can we build trust and can we, can we make it as close as we can to being like the camera is just another student right. in this class of students. And my platonic ideal for this movie is it should feel like another student is making this movie about their friends as they go through the situation together. And so it was all about, you know, building and maintaining trust, knowing when not to film, knowing if someone's annoyed or doesn't want to be with us right now. It's like, hey, we respect that because it's not just about this moment. It's about this, the whole experience of this year. And so it was a lot about trust and respect as well it was as well as it was about lenses and and color grading and stuff like that. <laughs> well, it's a superb documentary film and it is being released through Greenwich um, distributors and it is out on July 1st called Accepted. Be looking for this. It's a uh, just a wonderful film. And as I said, we're in we're in graduation season. We're in that part of people's lives where there are things to be decided and I think it would behoove anyone who's interested to just check it out and see see what's up. And this is the the other thing about the value of documentary films is you see yourself reflected in other people's stories. You can't undervalue that. I think that's incredibly important for people. We tell stories in the hopes that yeah. they that other people will see themselves in those stories on some level. So you did that in this. So my congratulations to you. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate those words. Thank you. Again, the film is called Accepted. We've been talking with the director, and that would be Dan Chen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music